0: In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is you in order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get reward points delivered too so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow only via app at participating restaurants 18 plus rewards registration
1: required points only on menu items delivery fee and terms apply see mcdonalds.com oh, what a
2: night. Wait
1: I'm Phil Hodgkinson and you're listening to...
3: Welcome to episode 45 of the Andy Takes That Chance podcast. Coming up we discuss the win against local rivals Barnsley, the EDT players making a splash and the upcoming six games. Should we now view them with a little bit of excitement or a little bit of trepidation? And we'll discuss a little bit more. Joining me today, as usual, is the Mouse to the Danger. It's Mr. Neil Wayne. And with a new series of Bojack Horsemen on Netflix, it only feels right to say, what is this? A crossover episode? We've hijacked Stephen Chicken from behind the Examiner paywall, and he's here with us today. Andy takes that chance. Good evening, chaps. Hey, how's it going? Good evening. All right, how is everything at the Examiner these days, Stephen? Everything going well? It seems, uh, seems to be rising in popularity as
0: well? Yeah, pretty good. Um, we've had some some decent feedback on our pieces, which is always nice to read. Um, I know the paywall is, you know, not to everyone's tastes. I can't really talk about it too much, I suppose. Um, but uh, yeah, thank you to those who have done it. And thank you to everyone who does listen to our rival podcast as well, uh, which is called Utubia. You search for that on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. We have a, an irregular release scheduled and that seems to be going down really well as well. But no, I'm, I'm enjoying it. I've been there six months or so now and uh, still really enjoying it. Nice to see some wins as well. I think there's always room for both, isn't there? I think you can't get
3: enough
1: quality as a Town fan. Okay? <laughs> I think we've all got an uncanny knack of being able to plug podcasts at any given <laughs> moment, wherever we are. It gets in. <laughs> we so well, yeah, it. We'll, we'll give you that one.
3: First, so let's discuss some exciting changes. So Cozzy isn't missing from the podcast at the moment because he's been tucked away at X-Factor judges' houses, working with the finest vocal coaches in the UK. Instead, I want to say a big thank you to the hugely talented Chris Carter for performing our new musical intro, uh, and Chris will be involved with some more musical productions over the course of the season, which I'm, I'm very excited about. Uh, Neil, I've kept this as a sneaky surprise for you, but uh, what are your first thoughts on the, uh, the new intro?
1: Yep, spot on that. Thanks a lot, Chris. Nice to have something a little bit different.
3: Uh, secondly, we've got some huge news as well. Uh, so we have been, we have uh, just signed a two-season sponsor, sponsorship arrangement with Magic Rock Brewing. Uh, this is something that we're absolutely ecstatic about and are really proud to be associated with such a quality brand uh, such as Magic Rock, Neil. Um, what this means is that we will be able to purchase some new equipment, uh, which... Hopefully we'll be start using for the first time over the next few weeks. What this should allow us to do is improve the quality and the content quality uh, that we're producing and almost, uh, and also give, uh, give me some time back as well, because it, you know instead of editing for four or five hours, this will uh, hopefully improve that as well. So I want to say a big thank you to Richard Burhouse and Vic at Magic Rock for making this happen. And what became obvious, Neil, when we went to meet them was that we shared a lot of similar values as well about uh, Community itself, and there's a real opportunity for the podcast to highlight and work on important causes with uh, within the community, such as uh, such as the
1: uh, the work we've already done with Andy's Man Club and Ouseford Street Kitchen. There's a, there's a great synergy between the two. Um, obviously, the, the the classic one is beer and football, always goes well together. Um, but obviously, they've got like to say a lot of the same values. The community stuff that they do is obviously very close to basically everything that I do when I'm not here. Um, and as a podcast, we're proud to back things like Andy's Man Club and Udersfield Street Kitchen and the Town Foundation, and also now with Magic Rock getting on on board, we're happy to back them with their projects as well.
0: I thought Sean Jarvis was in the room then. <laughs> I did wonder why you. well. I did wonder why you were wearing those shirts with the Magic Rock sashes on when I turned up this evening. We actually did that, didn't we? For the previous sponsor. Did, <laughs>
3: um, yeah. So what this sponsorship will allow us to do is move from. Uh, just a regular podcast into the realms of fanzine now so it is exciting and so and as I click this button uh, I can now declare that our new website www.takesthatchance.com is now live uh, so by the time you listen to this recording our website will be up and running and there'll be a couple of stories and match reports for you to read in our new article section as well so thank you uh, also thanks to everybody that got in touch and expressed an interest as well with regards to sponsorship we we got quite a lot of good advice as well which is which is also very well appreciated. Uh, Neil, you went to the fireworks display as well uh, on Sunday. It I looked did. like a, an excellent production. Um, go every year. I'll
1: go every year. The last last few have obviously been down at Canal Side, and this one for obvious reasons, the Canal Side doesn't exist anymore. There's now a football pitch where it all there's used to trenches be. Trenches in there, yeah. So it was all done in the Saint Andrew's car park. Um, brilliantly organised, fantastic as always. They get great support from. It was actually. Little little plug, there were a, a magic rock van there as well. Oh, Alright. Really? So they were surfing on the night, which was nice. Um good to see quite a few of the players there who weren't actually officially at the event, which it, it just shows you sort of the club we are all about, where players can go and mix in the community. So in, in addition to and Fraser Campbell. In addition to Fraser Campbell and uh, Brian who yeah. to be there. Um there was at least Schindler and Ryan Schofield there as well with their families. Awesome. Which is always good to see. So quite a lot of our listeners there as well That was nice going to have a chat and I met quite a few of the the guys from the um, organization from the HFC business side who put on a great event again to be fair shout out to to Steph for sorting all that out and nice to have a chat with Tom and uh, Adam Tomlin over there as well.
3: Excellent so Huddersfield 2 Barnsley 1 uh, a big result and moves us up to 20th place in the table so nosebleed territory for for us, after considering the last twelve months that we've had, uh, a couple of little stats before we get into a couple of the talking points. So, uh, we had fifty-four point four percent possession, sixty-six percent passing accuracy, uh, eleven shots uh, 4 on target, twenty-three tackles, and XG expect a goal. Something I'm not fully on board with was yeah, one point seven one. It depends too much, I think. Does it on someone's it, opinion? It
0: doesn't. It doesn't work so much in. Individual games, it's it's quite a useful tool if you look at a number of games uh, as a
1: as a predictor of the way that things might be moving. But it, used in an individual
0: game, it's basically meaningless.
1: Is is this? I'm just a random question. I'm open when you to not answer. Is this the first time we've been out of bottom three for well over a season?
0: Uh, no. I think they got out of that. They is it after Stoke get, or something. Yeah, for they got a, out there for, for a
1: short edition.
3: period. Yeah, yeah that's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and then we went straight. Was it the and next day? Back we went yeah. Back in, yeah. I think Reading put us back in, didn't we, when they? <laughs> and didn't they? <laughs> uh, yeah. So, talking points. So, just a couple of talking points. So, we discussed last week about the blend in midfield, and Stephen, you wrote a little bit on mm. this in the examiner as well, whereby we perhaps thought Chalabar, uh, the Chaloba player that I've always liked, um, uh, Jonathan Hogg and O'Brien perhaps lacked a little balance in there, maybe it was a little weighted defensively. Uh, Bakuna was included for the first time for a a little while. Our poll last week that we did was 59% in favour of starting Janinho Bakuna. How do you think he got on?
0: Not great in truth. It is the first time he started since Jan Sieve at Leicester Club, I believe. Um, Obviously, he'd had those three games where he'd come off the bench and and scored and then another game where he had come off the bench and not really done anything in truth against Middlesbrough but I think on the strength of the three of the four games before then he he deserved his start he he was fine but he showed what he has done before which is that he's capable of moments of extraordinary skill he's a very exciting player and I think that's why he was included because he does a lot more in the final third than pretty much any of town's fit midfield options at the moment um Particularly Chalabar who has looked a bit lost when he's got into the final third recently. But the problem with Bakuna is that he is still quite erratic in the first two thirds of the field. He takes more touches than he needs to, and his passing is sometimes a bit he plays risky
1: balls at times
0: when he doesn't need so to. Seventy percent pass. He does he does some accuracy. daft stuff, doesn't it? He? he does.
1: I mean he gave away a free kick and that was his last touch on Saturday yeah. he gave away a daft free kick on edge at box which were yeah, very very dangerous at that point and he got subbed immediately after that but Stephen's is, right is, he is probably our best influence out of midfield going forward but the the, the sort of defending two thirds is uh, scary
3: Do you think then Neil it was a good a good day for Jonathan Hogg to, uh, to come back in and, and put in a performance like he did as well?
1: John, Johnny Hagg, John, sorry, Johnny, John, Johnny Hog, has had a lot of detractors this season, mm-hmm. um, but you can never deny his will to win and his want to win and his desire. And I think a lot of his sort of negative presses, I think he's, he brings it on himself for how he is when he's tub thumping, chest beating, and what have you. When we're doing well. It's seen as a great thing. When he's doing it when we're not doing so well, it gets decried quite a lot. And but he was back to his uh, his excellent best on Saturday for me. I thought it was I thought it was really, really good.
0: Yeah, I think he's definitely it's a comment we've made a lot, but he's I think when he play and similar to what you were saying, Neil, when he plays well, town are playing well, and yeah. vice versa. Yeah. And when town are not playing well, he's not playing well, yeah, and true. vice versa. He's like the the weather vein, isn't he, for whether town are doing well yeah, or not.
3: So finally, uh, when when the Cowleys came, uh, Stephen, they, they came with this great reputation of of uh, being creative with set pieces and free mm-hmm. kicks. And I think finally we've seen a Danny Cowley or, or Cowley brother free kick routine work. Uh, Danny Simpson ball down the line. It's that sort of ball down the line they seem to like to play yeah. at Lincoln. Uh, into Carl and Grant. Carl and Grant got into the channel and put the ball across. And, you know, he's not had to look up there and Schindler's known. You can see it's planned because Schindler's coming in at a fast stick. He knows where that ball's going. Uh, And it's good to see that some of the training ground work that's gone on is is starting to bear a little bit of fruit there.
0: Yeah, Town's first goal from a set piece this season, I believe. And (laughs) certainly their first goal by a defender this season. I think that that ball was designed that whoever got a touch on it was putting it in. uh, There were three other runners that that all feasibly could have got on it. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's Nicky Cowley, I think, that is sort of the, the set-piece maestro. He's also big on throw-ins. They've only scored one from a throw-in since the Cowleys came in um, as well. I think that was Bakunas against Hull. Um, but yeah, it's it's nice to see them scoring from a set-piece rather than conceding from them as they have in other games and, and shuddered on three times against Middlesbrough. He, he
1: actually said, didn't he, Nicky Cowley, I think they had a full car journey of about an hour and a half mm. just talking about throw-ins. Yeah which shows you the detail and the sort of I mean, obsession is probably the right word for them. They are, they are literally obsessed with it, aren't
0: they? It was interesting. They talked
1: when we spoke to
0: Cowley about Jaden Brown recently. He was saying they wanted him to improve on historians. They'd been working specifically on one where he's sort of he's a skipper where it, he throws it into the ground and it bobs along. And I noticed him doing that a few times during the game yeah. against Barnsley. So you can see it's, that it's starting to go in there. I think the... The set pieces that has not quite been their priority in terms of attacking set pieces over the last few weeks, but since they came in, but I think we're now going to start to see more and more yeah. uh, goals and an attacking threat from set pieces. Hopefully, anyway. I
1: hope so. Uh,
3: so, one thing that we've we've been treated to. So, you know, I've seen recently Cosy's doing a um, a Brentford preview today, and, and they wanted to know some of the differences between the Premier League and the Championship, and that there are a number of different different ones but one of the, the main differences I think between the Premier League and the Championship is that teams in the Premier League are generally ruthless Yeah. and what we've seen especially against Middlesbrough, Neil and again yesterday we've seen some absolute sitters haven't we yeah. come and go and yeah. that Barnsley one was uh, a nice move to be fair to them, the, the little ball around the corner was, was very
1: good and the run off the ball but a little bit of luck going our way again. Nice to see. It's about time, and it would we've not been punished for everything. I mean, let's be fair. The Middlesbrough one, wow, is uh,
0: yeah. There were, as I say, there were three yeah, where they that, really should. have They were absolute. Serious. Yeah,
3: absolutely. Bradford yeah. lad, that Fletcher, it's ingrained over. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but well, he, he missed that one. Sombolonga would, mm. and, and and even a remotely informed Sombolonga would have absolutely buried that when he got left one on one. Yeah, and he just I. sort had of to as well. were completely devoid of any kind of faith in himself there which were obviously lucky for us on the day Barnsley we went to sleep didn't we literally what a minute or two afterwards scored mm-hmm. and the, is it McGeehan that went through yeah. and should have he's, he's got a score that hasn't he but like you say we're just getting maybe the luck and the ones that were going in at the start of the season now aren't and it's it's well deserved they're putting a lot of hard work in you can you can clearly see that the players are giving everything at the moment Yeah, is it pretty 90 minutes far from it but at the moment it's effective and the, you know the they're putting everything in and they're getting some rewards and it's well-deserved as we stand.
0: It is interesting. I downloaded like all the stats I could get my hands on. Uh I think before, before the Barnsley game, trying to find out what the statistically what are the differences been sort of before the Cowleys and since the Cowleys came in. And there was almost no difference except Town are more clinical and the opposition, weirdly, are less clinical. But I think it is one of those situations where you make your own look. Absolutely, and if, yeah. you, if you keep going for the full... Not saying they're playing well for the full ninety minutes, but they keep it on going for the full ninety minutes. Yeah. They're not letting their heads go either what happened before was they'd either go ahead and then drop deeper and deeper and deeper and invite teams on and on and on. That's stopped happening. The other thing is that they were they were in a phase, particularly against West Brom, where they would commit errors and then panic, try to get the ball back and completely lose their shape as a result. They've stopped doing that as well, largely. They did it against Blackburn. But then after Elphick made almost an identical mistake against Middlesbrough, they actually recovered properly and yeah. and got players back, and you can see those improvements come in there. You know, more and more. They're still having to dig in and ride their luck a bit at times, but
1: you can't really complain too much when you're unbeaten in six. Right. Given what I their think, game I think like with games. things like that as well, I think you can see that the they are putting the hours in on training yeah, exactly. ground. This is a lot of training ground stuff that's yep. that's clearly coming to fruition and. You know, hard work and repetition, that's what football is, that's what Wagner made his success on, hard work and repetition, and uh, at the moment it's paying off for us. They've been very
0: pragmatic, the Cowleys, like they've had a different game plan for every game, and to be fair, by and large, it's worked Mm. for them. As I say, they've had to ride their luck a bit, but that's true of any manager, like even Jurgen Klopp has to get lucky sometimes got
3: lucky a lot I think recently but it's, well Sheffield
0: United springs to mind as speaking as a Liverpool fan there have been a few yeah uh,
3: let's let's take a moment just to um, just to say how good that second goal from Huddersfield was Lewis O'Brien forward plays it into Callan and Grant quick yeah. as a flash onto his right foot in the inside channel and and whips it in the top corner where I said I had a, an absolutely stunning view of of that going in from the, the upper tier it was a really fantastic strike um are you
0: behind the goal, sort of behind that far? No, I'm on the side. Into... Yeah, I'm not too far from where you are. But we'll okay, continue. I was going to say, okay. Yeah, from the pre- press box, it was perfect. It was one of them where almost as soon as it left his foot, you were up celebrating because you yeah. knew it was in strike. You could just see the
1: trajectory of it.
3: Amazing strike. And Neil, you have you've you always bang the uh, the Cal and Grant drum. Cozzy's, I think, Carl Grant's number one fan, isn't he, as well? But...
1: I have done since he came. It it, shows his quality, doesn't it? Yeah, he was the one last season that gave us a little bit of hope for this season because obviously last season, we know know what happened, we don't need to go over that again, but he was sort of the the shining light into what was a a dismal end, you know, four goals in what, dozen games, something like that. Um, And not many of those were full games either. So that was a, a good record in a team that couldn't score and to score eight already this season in a team that's only over last month started looking anything like a team, yeah, is again a great return. And I, I, I don't buy into this where people see him; he's got a few penalties, still got to score them. Yeah, exactly. He's still got to put them away, and uh, he's putting those away very, very well. They're all being good penalties, but that—that that mean that goal on Saturday. Yeah, it just showed his quality. It Was I know that they were in box. It was very reminiscent to his sort of turn and strike away at West Ham last season, mm. when he sort of turned Medispace space and. And buried it in top corner, and he's done that again. And The, the lad is full, he's, he's full of quality. Mm. And he and at that, what is he 21 22? 22, 22. He's only going to get better it's, and more confident. And he will carry on scoring goals. and I can guarantee you, January, we are going to start getting bids, it's going to happen because his people want a striker like that.
0: He's just got those instincts, he's yeah. got th- like that thing that you can't teach, he yeah, just always it. knows where the goal is. Yeah. like in you know, there's a lot of players who you know who have the technique. But can get caught out if they're you know playing on the turn or with their yeah. back to goal. But I mean, you look at goals like he scored against Barnsley or the one he scored against Hull, yeah. uh, where he was facing completely away from goal. Yeah, yeah, pure instinct and and put it both goals put into the opposite corners of the same yeah. the same goal. Yeah, just brilliant. Yeah, he's he's good place to sit behind that goal, isn't it? With he, uh,
3: Cal
1: on around. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Well, that <laughs> fantastic. Be, media uh, should be right behind that goal. Oh, you're game. in the box. Weren't you? in the yeah, we're in box that game mm-hmm. and. Uh, we had the perfect view of all three for that one, which was uh, a refreshing change. <laughs> getting a three in the game was a refreshing Let change. Let alone all style. the time, uh, end, yeah. Yeah, refreshing drinks after maybe as well for that. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> but yeah, it, it's just, it, it's looking all round top class. And when you talk about strikers in the Championship now, the kind of money they go for, <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I don't think it's a I stretch to say. A it's them, yeah. No, but I, 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 don't, I don't think it's a stretch to say it starts with a two. Yeah, to, to be honest, yeah, because that that's the money that they're going for, and the position of strength
3: as well, isn't it? That brings so the contract and he's, yeah. he's playing well. He's playing yeah. for the club. You can see he's enjoying himself. It's not like a, a billing situation where no, he's, he's, it's, he's but on, the
1: cow have very, very, very clearly said as well that he's one of the leaders in the dressing room. Yes, he is. That that so was that's, that's been the case all. Quite of a of funny personality, is, yeah. hasn't he? Yeah. yeah, he he. A few players said that to me when I went
0: out to Austria. That he's yeah. he's the the social organizer. He's like already he's only been there what nine months now he'd only been there five months at the time we were out there and he's like yeah he's the social glue he's the organizer but (laughs) what he he brings i think he brings people into the group he's actually quite a quietly spoken guy when you see him obviously that's in front of us he's probably different behind the scenes but if he comes out for interviews he's he's very quietly spoken and you know got his. and but he's obviously got that social presence which is really important i think they've got a real job on their hands I, i don't think he'll go in january but I think they've got a real job on their hands to try to convince him to stay beyond next summer. To yeah. be completely honest. Well, we've got a, a section
3: on Carl and Grant coming up, and I, at the end of that, I had a um, an email, but I might as well bring it in now since we just let's I'm just do the section now, yeah. since we're on it. So we, we've had a we've had some fan mail. I'm going to call it fan mail. I've had one email from a guy in Australia because he doesn't do social media, so I'm going to class it as fan mail. Just yeah, for, just for my own, just for our ego. Do right? you have a mail back jingle? <laughs> I, don't, to I need to bring one in. Uh, it's from Duncan no. uh, Duncan Hall in <laughs> Australia, who's emailed. He says, uh, "We talked in the last podcast uh, who should be looking at or who we should be looking at offloading in the mid-season transfer window. His biggest concern is losing Karlan Grant. If we get a bid for him in January of say fifteen to twenty million, do we let him go uh, and lose our best goal scorer? And uh, regardless of our thoughts, do you think the club will let him go for the right bid? No. We- I don't think they can in January. No, not- not not a cat in else chances leaving in January. No. I think this, this it's the standard case with Huddersfield in the Championship though where players can sometimes outgrow the football club too quickly and yeah. the football club can't grow enough with them so I think it's a Next lot overpended. Yeah, yeah, if, yeah. If,
1: if he's on, if he finishes this season on 20 goals which is well, mo- mo- that way, more than yeah. feasible as it stands. 25 he
3: could be heading towards it. Yeah. In,
1: in in the Championship on that kind of level it begins with a two. He's going for a lot of money and unfortunately the way football is we're still in this league next season the chances of Carlin Grant being in this league next season are very very slim if he carries on that trajectory and that's
3: yeah. just real it's not pessimism it's just realism it's isn't it it's complete realism yeah, yeah. yeah. And,
1: you, you, and it's not about saying the, the club shouldn't sell the club shouldn't do this. it's not not a do it club let's be fair Carlin Grant has all the power if he wants to go and play at Premier League next season we get him bids he's going yeah it's as simple mm-hmm. as that I think it's a case of the club for for us to keep Cal and Grant long term, I think the
3: cl- the club have got to look like we're going back towards the Premier League. Yeah, they, they've, where they've that's got where to the convince players him, going, isn't it? They'd have
0: yeah. to convince him of, of those ambitions. He's on for twenty six goals, by the way. I've just quickly worked it out. One point five million rising to
3: two. What a yeah. steal,
0: that was! I mean, this is the thing: people quite rightly criticise some of the signings they made last season, but you can't overlook that when you are doing the overall analysis. No. like he's he's arguably the the signing of twenty nineteen. You could say By it's the of the in Premier the League. Yeah, exactly. In many ways. In yeah. the
3: whole entire yeah, absolutely. Premier League. Yeah, yeah. Um, absolutely. Especially
1: for value for money. That's a, Well, when a you consider, you will probably get sold for more than anybody who was bought in the Premier League era.
0: Yeah.
3: We'll talk. About, we'll come back to Carlin in a minute, but we'll talk about strikers in terms of the game. And another striker who uh, we, we thought had broken his duck a little bit uh, is Elias Kachunga, who's working extremely hard mm. up and down both sides. He's playing... Left side a little bit to help out Jaden Brown, which doesn't look quite as natural as maybe what the right hand side does. It's, him and Diacab have swapped over yeah. a little bit. Uh, he um felt a bit bad for him. It was a bit of a bad miss, wasn't it? At 2 0. If you're gonna miss, yeah. make sure you do it at 2 0 and we win the game. So that was that wasn't too bad. Uh if it another one as well, didn't he? Yeah, I'm gonna go. Yeah. Yeah. But if town <laughs> town at that point really looked dominant, and do you think maybe if Kachungas put that in, then maybe we win by three. Yeah, the, five. Kill, kill, kills any doubt. Yeah. Kills
0: kills the game
3: off. Absolutely, uh, Barnsley's goal. Barnsley scored. Good finish from uh, I think it's Jacob Brown, is it? Who yeah. scored for them? <laughs> Very close to, to close to our own. Um, I thought we saw the game really, but considering they scored around the 80 minute mark, I thought I felt relatively unthreatened for a lot of it. I thought we used the ball well in their half yeah. to actually see the game out and to 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 take your phrase, Neil. Uh, there was some
1: chit housing going on it for was. us, and it's when he put six minutes up. You he could hear the groans and. I think that's just inbuilt from being a town fan. You yeah. think, here we go. But that six minutes actually passed pretty much event, yeah. eventless. They were completely professional.
0: Kept yeah. the ball in the corner. Then, they even had a corner that they didn't send anyone up for, didn't they? And yeah, I, and
1: I, think, I think seven, if you go back to before this run started, would have probably drawn on slightly too yeah. well, or, or even thrown it completely. Because they did have but a moment...
0: Just, because that goal seemed, was, there was five minutes of pressure before that goal and you yeah, felt yeah. like it was coming. Yeah, it did. And then for another three minutes after that, that you still fe- felt yeah. a bit on edge. On fair play to
1: Bayerns, it, it took it while well, it was a good goal. Yeah, yeah. but they, really they
0: well. but they calmed it downtown, to be fair. like yeah. they, they had a, a moment of, uh, well, they, you know, on a, at the end of a week where they'd had a stomach bug and you could have, Changed the name of this podcaster, Andy Cakes those pants. <laughs> they they had a, a moment where they looked like that it might be life, returning, right? but they uh, yeah, that they they gathered themselves and they yeah, as you say, they saw out the game really really well uh, for the last. Well, it was fifteen minutes in the end. By the time yeah. you had the, the injury time added on, um, which was good to see.
3: Yeah, fantastic. And one 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 thing uh, that we've been saying on Andy Cakes this pa- Cakes these pants for <laughs> the last well. It's, I, I'm I'm David Wagner's number one number one fan. I, I'm I, you know I'm pretty much wear the blue cap and big fan of David Wagner. But you can I can say one thing that David Wagner's sides didn't do was if we were under pressure we were very polite. We were very we were a nice team and we didn't we we might have gone down easy in, in certain things, but we never really wasted time or or got the ball in the corner and and, and <clears throat> did some of the dark arts. And it's it's not something I, I love, but it's good to see the professionalism coming to see the game out from the cowlers and they're bringing something different that we've not had for quite a while and I think that's, uh, it's Stephen smiling, but I think that's perhaps a good thing. It what, is, it's what up. you see from
1: other teams in it and, and, and yeah. you have a sort of a, a big kind of thing and yeah. it's, it, it's needed and the position we're in, I mean, let's not, let's not sugarcoat it and they don't, we're still in a relegation scrap as it stands now. Mm-hmm. You know, and you've got to be savvy and about yourself and, and know what's going on and know how to to see a game out, we haven't had that for oh, best part of two years. Mm. We have just been nowhere near that. Been many and many games to see out as the human. well, no. I mean, let's be <laughs> fair. We've won more in this last month than we won last season. But it's much. even during the game to get in winning positions. You
3: know, it's not yeah. just about seeing games. I, you know, I agree with you fully. But there are it's a lot about more. trying to get in front
0: by by little little things and little. They are playing the game a little bit more with Man. drawing fouls yeah. and, and reacting to fouls and convincing the referee that yeah. they've been fouled.
3: We and never we Under David Wagner, we never crowded the referee. Anymore. No,
1: oh. all the oil
0: thick down
1: against Middlesbrough. He, oh. grew, he, he grew up far too quick from that, that elbow. elbow. Yeah. yeah, he was. But too the, honest, Tommy. <laughs> <honest. laughs> he should have still been running around now.
0: Yeah, they it, it still should have been rolling like, Na- like that. Neymar, Na- <laughs> I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, and and sort of subtle time wasting when at times when they're ahead in the game and things like yeah. that. Not nothing that's gonna get close to drawing a, a yellow card, although I think no. they have had one yellow card for time wasting. I think against Stoke. Simpson, was it? Yeah.
3: yeah. But even then it's like taking throws from the wrong position and getting yeah. waved forward. It's little things like that which you notice and Oh, remember Becker with kicking the kicking that little free kick away. Just yeah. before the linesman got yeah. hit in the head and yeah. lost his contact yeah. lens. And then he went yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and there was a little there was a little flare up, wasn't there? I'll have to show you a picture. I've got a picture of that linesman's uh. hair and it, it, at the back he's got like a ball then, but he's got like a line of hair down the ball patch it looks like a bump on the back of his head. It's, it's amazing. Um, one player that we're saying, we're saying last week it looks to be back to his best. Uh, big favourite of ours, big favourite of everybody's is uh, Christopher Schindler. Uh, how do you think he's done, um, Stephen? We, I've noticed this week he's been named in the Whoscored.com Championship mm-hmm. team of October, which is great. He's got a rating of 7.39, uh, which is the highest I think among, among the town players, which puts him as... Uh, the centre back alongside Morrison from Cardiff ex yeah uh, in the back line and also uh, Matty Cash as well at right back who's had a good month as well for, for Nottingham Forest so do you think Christopher Schindler's back as well are we seeing the best of him or do you think he can even take it up another level as well
0: put it this way Dave Hartrick who's a regular on our podcast as people who listen to Utabia Available on iTunes and other podcast services now. Uh, I, Dave I, I could have been renamed Pooh to be here last week. <laughs> <There> we <go. laughs> uh, Dave Hartrick wrote on my. I sit next to Dave Hartrick whenever I can in the press box, and he wrote on my because he can't talk because he's doing the opt. But he wrote on my team sheet Schindler's best game since 2017, mm-hmm. and then because he's a massive Brighton fan, he wrote under and as. Is, or is Tommy Elphick's number one fanboy right. right underneath and still not town's best defender, which I don't think he quite meant, to be perfectly honest. Um, yeah, I mean, I think it's fair to say uh, Schindler had a bit of a dip, uh, as did a lot of the team, um, sort of under Seaver and under Hudson, and wasn't at his best even in the first couple of games under the Cowleys. But the last few games, he's been an absolute rock. Uh, obviously, Elphick's made a few errors, but to be fair, the two of them, have actually started to form a partnership, whereas yeah. early in the season they looked like, and understandably because they'd never played together before,
1: they looked like two strangers, whereas now they look like a prop. They're starting to look there's more, a, more a, like we've a proper this pairing. Before, though There's a, com- a, a common denominator part of this as well. Danny Simpson yeah, yeah. Has, yeah. has made a league of difference to yeah. this back four. The fact that we've got Jaden Brown playing, when we spoke, spoke about this last week, I won't harp on too much, but Jaden Brown last week and the previous week since congolo has been out a proper left back not missed him no the, at the, all. We, we do the the
0: week the team selector where fans pick the team and yeah. Jaden Brown is getting like 96-97% of the selection yeah. which is like up there with like Grabara and Simpson and Grant It's yeah. not I would say
3: that's probably because I think town fans see him as our only left back as well because Congolo, Kong- I mean, you would that that say centre back wouldn't that,
0: that yeah. is true but He's fact, still good, yeah. but he's yeah exactly. Like considering he played one senior game and Lab's again doing well, I know man. you talked about it in last week. Yeah, doing well. He'd but played one senior it's game. It's not coincidence. This
1: season. Both fullbacks are playing yeah. really well, and that immediately strengthens you to centre backs because they feel instantly safer yeah.
0: And it's not like Simpson's been amazing, but he's been reliable. Yeah, like he's he's not he's been doing a seven out of ten job, which is all you need Perfect, at that level from your fullbacks yeah. that's what you need it's, it's the same as Chris Lurva Chris was Lurva, Chris Lurva yeah. was never a 9 out of 10 player like rarely but he was a very solid and dependable 7 and that's what you need from your fullbacks at this level
3: I think you've got to hail the, um, the influence Danny Simpson's had behind the scenes as well we, we hear from Leicester fans and, and from the Cowlers as well that he's a very good influence on the younger players as yeah. well. also Danny Simpson to me seems to be a great signing on and off the field so long may, long may that continue as well uh, I think what's fair to say as well. I think Tommy Elphick got a few pelters, didn't he? After middles, but yeah. I thought he was back to a decent, decent performance in that back four on, on Saturday. The thing is, he's,
1: he's dropped three or four absolute clangers, yeah, which it's hard to look past. Yeah, but if you do look past those, he's actually done pretty well considering the st- the start of season we had, and then in this run, he's been a constant part of that, and you've got a. I mean, I, I gave him some credit on Twitter the week, and got shouted down because you can't possibly give Elvik any 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 praise, but. <laughs> Not he, he is a lightning rod for criticism yeah,
0: he, is. he just started to turn the cut we did like a feature on the site which was like keep or not keep or sell it was hit or miss for the site for all the signings they'd made yeah. um and elfit got i was surprised got like 73 percent approval okay. and that was just before the blackburn game i think if we'd done it two weeks before or a week after yeah yeah it would have been 50 50 or yeah, maybe probably, probably even 60 40 yeah. against but he's just starting to turn the corner before that Blackburn and then he made game. the Blackburn Yeah, I think, if, I think if he goes another four or five games just being solid and dependable like he was against Barnsley, yeah. then, and, and even, in the, even in the Blackburn and Middlesbrough games, he was doing good stuff other than the two mistakes that he made. You know, he was, his stats are up there with, or close to, to Schindler. And before, when Schindler was off form, he was exceeding Schindler in a lot of games. Positionally, he's very good, isn't he? Yeah. He, he knows what he's doing, he knows where
3: to be. It's like Danny Simpson, they're both positionally really good. And they're both strengthening, you know, their experiences with
0: really strength. Makes around. up for That's his it. lack of pace, to be fair. He does.
1: Now
3: O'Brien gets it back from Jaden Brown. So strong on the ball, O'Brien. Goes past Anderson again and finds Grant in space. Grant shot, 2-0 Huddersfield Town. A right-footed curler, high into the top corner. And that should be that for
2: town against a weakening Barnsley, I'm afraid. It's 2 0.
3: Right, let's move on to our first topic of the evening, and that is uh, Mr. Wayne and Mr. Kosmala's favourite uh, Londoner, uh, which is Carlan Grant. I- I- See, even he's. Is- I'll ask you this. His uh, double-barrelled surname seems to have come back a little bit in some places. His uh, Ahern grant seems yeah. to have reappeared. I don't know if this is a bit of a Zanka, short Jorgensen
0: Sky Sports moment or whether he's... Uh, I think he's still in some databases as a Ahern grant. He definitely dropped the Ahern when he was still at Charlton over a year ago. Um, I think he's probably still in the Opta database or or the PA database or something like that as a as Ahern grant.
3: I think Ahern's his mother's name and his mother's from Scotland so I would imagine Ricky Spragier and, and the Scottish Scouts should be down pretty soon having a look at him because having a look at Scotland's team I think he could make a difference there but yeah uh, right so Callan grant um something that we've talked about on here at length is Callan grant wide rather than rather than central mm. it's something I've I've advocated um and I've, I've got a few basic stats. I'm going to incur Neil's wrath here because I've not included penalties because, because I want to talk about We're positionally. We're about positionally. Uh, We're we'll yeah. talking positionally.
1: So, he's uh, you know. placed them all very well.
3: <laughs> <laughs> See, that Blackburn one, I had a great view of the Blackburn one. It was just postage standards. Yeah, it's it was just, so good. Just, the, the great thing is when we get a penalty, and, it, and I'm never usually this confident. Neil, you know, as a Huddersfield fan, you're never fully confident no, of anything. No, absolutely not. As soon as we got a penalty at Blackburn, I thought, one nil. Yeah. Brilliant. Yeah. yeah. The- and it's it's brilliant to have that. And I don't think I can't remember having
0: a penalty take away. you just feel so much confidence when it's, they step up. It's the first time in years that they've had the same person take one, th- take three in a row as well for Towns. Vaughan used to take them, but as Bradford fans, he's he's useless if he got. I think Naki Wells was or... the last regular, and he yeah. I once almost Naki wasn't bad actually. Was I once missed two in the same game though. Fulham, it's yeah, the most ridiculous game I've ever seen, which yeah. we talked about before. That was probably yeah. the best goalkeeper performance from Betinelli. yeah,
3: he put in an absolutely outstanding performance. that I know, ridiculous. <laughs> But Karlan Grant, so I, I, we're looking at centre forward. It's to get a, a good sort of range of of stats for this is difficult because most of the most of Karlan's uh, central roles come under Jan Ziva, so it's probably a little bit lopsided. And I think as the season goes on, we'll probably get a better view of, of yeah. how it's gone. So it's it started nine games up front uh, as a central striker, three goals. It's uh, got three penalties as well in that time, so you can you can argue three or six. I'm, I'm not looking either way. Uh, so town in that time of one one drawn three lost five. So he's got a good one in three. Uh, ratio, not including penalties. If you include yeah. penalties, it's two and three. Uh, so, Town, four points from nine, but many of those under Jan, so it's difficult to to kind of get something wide. Right. Stats out wide, which I think are interesting. So Because he doesn't play as a traditional wide man. It, it's kind of like a false winger, where he, he comes in behind, you know, the striker <laughs> yeah. drops off and he... He goes into the space behind, which
0: which is quite interesting for me. Cowley's described it in terms of being like Liverpool's mm. um, front three, where Cam, because when he plays wide, it's always Campbell as the centre forward. Yeah. He, they've explicitly said he's playing the Firmino role, the invisible nine, and that they see those two wingers, the inverted wingers, as two number 10s rather yeah. than a 7 and an 11, which is why Diokarbi plays right whenever he plays and Kachunga yeah. goes to the left. What's
3: really interesting as well is when. Uh, You can see when the game opens up, what the Cowleys do is they take Fraser Campbell off and they go Grant central because they know his pace can then hurt them through the middle, which I think is a really smart move as well. Uh, So we're talking about this sample size. So he's played five games. It surprised me actually. He's actually played five games wide Mm -hmm. left. Uh, He's got two goals, two assists, uh, town, two wins, one draw, two defeats. So uh, it it coincides mostly with the Cowleys coming in. So As I say about ignoring the sort of sample size, uh, I, I like him. I think it releases him from the shackles of playing with his back-to-goal. I think his first touch-back-to-goal is probably his, his major weakness yeah. in, in his linking. And I just think it takes that pressure off him having to lead a line at 21-22 uh, and allows him just to play with a bit more vigour, if you like, and, uh, and placed more towards his strengths. And I think long-term, I see him as a number nine when he when he sort of... Because he will improve. No doubt he'll improve. You know, Everything will get better as he gets older. I think long-term, we'll see him. And he reminds me a little bit of a Che Adams kind of player as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, how how do you how do you guys see this this wide left move? Uh, obviously, we don't want to see him as a traditional left sided winner or anything like that. It, it has to be that coming in field kind yeah. of thing, like like Mane does. But how how do you see him, Neil? Because you're, you're the you're the Grant number one fan. You've got your phone finger on with Grant on over there, and <laughs> it's okay to Grant. He's a striker.
1: He's, he's a goal scorer. is a in, as Stephen said earlier on. It's it's not taught. It's complete instinct. You can't you can't teach what he's got. Those last couple of goals against Hull and Barnsley have proved that. Just complete natural instinct. I don't disagree that further down the line is going to be central all the time, but at the moment, to get Campbell in the side as well, it works well. But like you say, I, I fully agree, he's not an out-and-out winger. He's definitely in the sort of, I don't want to compare him with people, but you just mentioned Mane, how they play with the three. Yeah that's how I see
0: yeah. as a threes. It's, it's like
1: it you is 10, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, well, it's...
3: Shall
0: it's, well, it we go cut, should we go yeah. on and say Trecortista and stuff like <laughs> well, that? Well, it's... completely I'm, I'm going <laughs> to use some sort of elite comparisons, but like Thierry Henry, David Villa, Fernando Torres, all like... David is a great example. Yeah, think, yeah, all like to come in off the left. It's a bit of a myth that like, you, that, oh, you're a great goal scorer, you have to play central. I think that's too simplistic, particularly as you say when he's not brilliant uh, as a link-up with his back-to-goal, he is better looking towards goal. Cowley always points to the fact as well that he played when he yeah. was at Charlton, they played with a diamond, which meant, and he was the left-sided centre-forward, but because they were playing a diamond, the the forwards would often get pushed well, wide. Yeah, yeah. And he, he said that that was actually what got karl his move to town, was him playing that role for Charlton. Yeah. That's what got him the move in the first place, so why wouldn't you... Blame that. It's interesting that Cowley did it basically straight away after he came in. I think it was at the first game yeah. Um, yeah, against sure Wednesday. Wednesday. Yeah, yeah he's, that's when he started. For it. me, for me, the last thing you want Carl and Grant
3: doing is, is having him back to goal on the edge of the box with defenders clipping the ball to yeah. his head and someone smashing through the back out him. I, I think that's just a complete waste of his, his talents. There's one,
1: there's one key to it, and it's all stats in World are Brilliant but it comes down to one thing and he's co- he's got complete belief in himself. Yeah, he does. And you take that away, you take away confidence. If you're playing without an out winger, you're going to take that away, you're going to strip it back. But he, he's playing slightly wide, still creating, still scoring. And as long as he's doing that... It's the creating, thing, which is yeah. Bonus, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Yeah. He's good yeah,
0: at taking the ball past place You look yeah. at that, I actually watched all, the of, all of their goal, all of the Cali's goals earlier today. <laughs> and... Um, yeah. He, yeah, the the way that he makes Fraser Campbell's goal against Millwall or the way that he makes Schindler's goal uh, against Barnsley, it's, he's sort of the, even more so than Diakabi, he's the one player who can pick up the ball sort of 20 yards, 30 yards from goal and look up and suddenly beat one or two players just off nothing. Diakabi needs that run up because he needs to be at full pelt pretty much to, to get it past people. I'm not say he's not skillful with his feet, but that's when he's at his best. Whereas Grant can pick it up and from a dead start, yeah. take it past, past two people. And there's no one else in the town line that, that can do that. But as you say, if he's playing centrally, he's, he's actually receiving the ball with his back to goal a lot more. I mean, Campbell's a lot better better at doing that, particularly with Pritchard not yeah. available. Campbell is much better at coming deep, mm. doing that unselfish
3: work. I was going to say, in a 4-2-3-1 with somebody in that 10 role, it probably would be better, essentially, because then yeah. it takes that sort of pressure off, you know, where it's yeah. got to link you know, yeah. the the, the, the two thirds. If,
1: if you look at all his goals, though, they are all different. Yeah. And the, like the couple that he's made, like, made the space for the cross for Schindler's goal on Saturday. The Millwall one that he made for Campbell, mm. that was... Top class supply because yeah. that would have been so easy. It was as a loose ball, crew, wasn't it? From yeah. a tackle, from a James yeah. Brown tackle, and yeah. he skipped in, and that would have been so easy as a a striker who wants to score it, a goal yeah. just to hit it from a daft angle. And, yeah, you know, easy save, pretty think, wide block, but he he very very purposely picked out Campbell's running. Yeah, perfect.
3: What's really good is in the Premier League he was doing that. He was he was shooting from certain certain not silly angles, but from from keep you know he was keen to get his shot off from from angles where he probably shouldn't be. So it's testament to Cal and Grant how he's improved that already, you know, in this sort of short space of time as well.
0: And we criticise his work off the ball, but he, he, particularly in wide areas, he's actually good. He like hard, yeah. against West Brom, he was basically playing as a, an extra fullback because they were so yeah, narrow, yeah, and plan. and he actually did a decent job. He, I think he's he's not going to do that such a great job of that Fraser Campbell man possessed chasing down every loose ball. He can do that, but I think Campbell's a little bit more because he's Savvy, 10 so. years older. Yeah, yeah he's yeah. He, he knows when to when to go for it and when not. And I think you can see Grant gets a bit frustrated sometimes doing that role. But pitching in down the sides in particular, I think he does pretty well, to be fair. Yeah, it's,
1: it's nice for once to be turning up knowing that you've got a striker on pitch that other team are scared of. Yeah. And we haven't had that for a long time. They are, every. You said Rhodes generally. Yeah, yeah, I was going yeah, to say Rhodes, yeah. Jordan Rhodes. So, probably. You know, like I mean, how was that now? Nearly ten years. 2012, he left, didn't he? Yeah, so yeah, seven, eight years. So it's seven years. Yeah. We we have got a genuine threat, a genuine threat always. It's exciting, isn't it? Yeah, it is. I look very.
3: Mm. Yeah, we sat here and we're. All, we, I can feel the sort of everybody's a little bit like, yeah, come on, yeah. As you say, it's, it's the sec- it's, he's is is Cosy's going to be sat listening to this absolutely buzzing in Spain. <laughs> <isn't>
0: he? <laughs> but he's the second top scorer in the championship at a team that's that's been in the bottom three almost all yeah. season that's, that's nuts it, it just shows you where
1: problems have been I mean, somebody tweeted the other day I'm going to say 40 million now I'm not, I'm not. <laughs> somebody tweeted the other day that I think we've only scored one less or the same number of goals as Leeds it's the defence where they've probably let in about yeah. a dozen less than us yeah,
3: they're, they're excellent at keeping the ball it's a different kind of defending isn't it way to keep, keep the ball away from danger because yeah. they play bloody wingers at full back and all sorts yeah. and I think if you got at them, then they're probably easier to get at. But it's getting the balls, the other, yeah. the other yeah. thing from them, I mean, is, um, let's go to Twitter and see what see what the the opinion is on on Twitter. Uh, Jack Boothroyd says uh, he should probably play on the left, maybe centre until we can get a decent striker in Jan summer, probably. Hash uh, on camera. Ginger Ogre, who spurned the opportunity to be sat here with us, uh, Neil did pre-warn me that you know booking Dan Porritt is like trying to book Ariana Grande for this gig as well. <laughs> Uh, so, uh, Dan agrees with you, Stephen. He says he does remind, uh, remind him of Thierry Henry coming from wide areas, a decent middleman as well, but his first touch lets him down. Uh, personally, I think we need to look at someone to spearhead the front three. I uh, thought Mounier would be that man, but doesn't look like he'll get a looking for whatever reason. I think Mounier's is probably... Danny Cowley mentioned, didn't he, that he sees Mounier as somebody very much on the end of crosses, and if you're playing yeah. those inverted strikers...
0: Cozzy, what's your favourite away day? Matt, it's got to be the city ground at Nottingham. Just old school stadium. You're right near the pitch. Great atmosphere. But there's nothing like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with delivery. You win. Order now on the McDonald's app.
3: At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. He's he's not bad at holding the ball up, you know, especially if you're under pressure. But yeah. he's not going to do that moving around job. He's quite a heavy set figure. He's, he's stacked, yeah. isn't he? So he, he doesn't. He's not as good as Campbell and Grant
0: at sort of doing that scurrying between the lines and crossing out there. It's, the it's an interesting channels. one because what Callum said about Mooney, not to get too sidetracked, is that he sees him as a as a plan B. But at the moment, they're still working on plan A, which is understandable. Mm. What is interesting though is that he was they they've just played two games against teams with big centre-backs where they actually, an outlet, particularly against Middlesbrough, an outlet where they could play long for the back and have someone up there winning headers. Cowley, Cowley actually said, well, we don't have anyone, um, you know, we we that, that was his defence of Elphick was we could kick it long, but who are we kicking it long to? It's like, well, you've had Steve Mooney on yeah. the bench. I think, um, I think it's the work off of him, isn't it? They've probably not worked off. But I felt yeah. that
3: against Middlesbrough, I thought it was worth throwing him on and hit yeah. diagonals, Just something different against that narrow yeah. five. I, with, I, I think that the sub-use
1: on. against Middlesbrough, where well, we only used two, and you've still got... Well, eventually we've got £25 million of a Montpellier garbage sat there. So mean. It's true, <laughs> though, isn't it? It's just true. There's no, you know, we're we're, we're all nodding, we're cut, all in nodding a little bit, aren't But yeah. the fact that we've got to the stage in a game that's a nil-nil, and in fairness to Cows in previous games, they have gone for it a little bit. Like Stoke, for example. That was the whole ideal. game plan. Yeah, yeah absolutely. And, and this is the ideal chance probably to go for it. And the fact that he didn't choose to use £25 million worth of Montpellier pretty much sums up where they are in picking order. And the fact that men did not even met Bench again at the weekend. So That's a strange I, I, I think, yeah, Or, or against Blackburn. It? I, I, they'll both be gone yeah. in, in January, won't they? remains to be seen if anyone will take them doesn't it But we'll, uh, somebody will though it's yeah. football in it as long as we get the right money
3: so let's wrap up uh, wrap up Twitter on that one so Brady Foss, Frost uh, one of our writers says I think on the left Grant's performing well and creating chances for others and himself Campbell's more experienced at holding the ball and bringing others into play and winning free kicks us. when Campbell goes off at 60-70 Grant switches to the middle Jamie double underscore 1739 says play him in goal and he'll still score doesn't matter <laughs> so uh Graham rayner as well, so uh who also spurned an invite. You know, we've had a couple of
0: spurnies Are you uh, saying that I'm like the sixth choice guest? No, you were actually the first uh um, yeah, Graham. Graham was, six. got, got a first
1: <laughs> Graham was
3: the sixth, so I think he must have sensed that. He's uh <laughs> never mind. Um first uh so uh he says he, th- he thinks we should vary uh, if we're in a battle we need Campbell and Grant, so he plays wide left. If we're expecting to dominate I prefer to see someone more typical longer term, like Diacarbi and Mbenza, but Neil, you said it in But his caveat is that once the Cowles have have done for Mbenza what they have done for Adama and Bakuna. So uh, we're all hoping that that's uh, that's the case anyway. uh, Craig Blythe says he's best coming in from the left. It's working. Don't change what's working. Danny Cowley knows what he's doing. George Stross, 92. He's gone with you, Stephen. He says Campbell is Firmino, Grant is Mane and Diacarbi is Salah. But all joking aside, it seems that Campbell almost plays the false nine position, which creates space for the wingers, which... Gally's literally it. described it as that, yeah. Yeah, so Carl and Grant FC, I don't know if this is you or Cozzy, Neil. Not guilty or not. <laughs> uh, much prefer the front three of Campbell, Grant and Diakabi, as I feel we can get goals from all over uh, Then, but Grant is much more of a threat when in number
1: nine positions. Kachunga's a hard worker, but doesn't have that end product. To be fair, and Diakabi's been doing really well recently, but he does not give us that end product either. He's is, it, is, it, is it more no. of a threat than Kachunga. Give him that, but open what, space what, a bit If not we not are that. going to, be yeah. playing, if it, it does, but if we're going to be playing those three. They've all got to start scoring. For a yeah, he start does, he does need to hit it
0: does tonight, feel yeah. like it's only a matter of time before Di starts scoring. But yeah, I would say again, having watched all the goals today, Di Carby is is quite often the man that's gone and created the space up the right, but isn't the one who ends yep. up playing the final ball. He often is the one who plays the ball before the final ball. It's
3: always good to see those stats, isn't it? I think Danny Drinkwater is a classic player of when he's played the the Lechon, is Yeah, the priest, right. yeah. Uh, Baggy Penguin. It's, a, it's I don't know if that's sort of a West Brom kind of name, isn't it? <laughs> Change it, Tony. Uh, Grant seems most effective on the left in Cowley's system. They seem to use the central striker as more of a ten than nine. Uh, Gareth Shaw says, "In my extremely tactical and very intellectual summary, playing where he wants, if he keeps doing what he's doing." Uh, and James Bentley, uh, David Crab, and Sam have also uh, been in, and he shoots code call, and they've they've all pretty much said the way it's been used at the moment uh, is is completely working for us, and I think we're all in in full agreement with that. So thank you very much, guys, for for getting in touch on that one.
2: Then he curves one down the inside right channel, it's brought down by Grant with Sibic
3: accompanying him.
1: Then the cross, far post, goal, Christopher Schindler nipping in at the back stick after Carl and Grant's assist. It was a quickly taken free kick by Simpson, Grant made the break and Christopher Schindler slides the ball into the open goal from close range. It's town one, Barnsley nil.
3: Right, just before we move on to uh, Neil, we're going to come on to the community update in in just a moment. Before we do that, I wanted to touch on uh, a tweet from the HTSA, uh, which went out, which says, HTFC women players have to pay to play. So we've launched a crowdfunder to cover sponsorship costs. I think this is a great great initiative that the HTSA have done. And I think it's something worth raising as well uh, in the broader scheme. Mm -hmm. Uh, 30% of the funds raised will go to Emma Elford, who is the sister of Striker Laura Elford, who's been diagnosed with uh, metastatic breast cancers also we would all i'm sure wish the very very best of luck to emma elford as well in in that uh i i quite like women's football uh, i'm a i'm a fan of it i know women's football does get its detractors from from time to time uh i do check to see how Huddersfield town women are doing and i do know kate mallin's a, a decent player and a, a david's involved as well uh, at the club uh, the fifth at the moment, Stephen, in the uh, Northern Premier League, Sunderland. I think are expected yeah. to to win that league, aren't they? Quite convincingly, but Huddersfield definitely in the mix for for second place. Um, hopefully, we'll see them do well over the course of the season. And and definitely all the best
0: to Ashley Vickers and his side. Have you have you got to see much of them? I've seen a couple of games, uh, just two games, I think, this season. Uh, I did speak to Ashley uh, Vickers and David Malin before the start of the season, and their ambition was just to uh, win that league. And mm. to be honest. They should be. They had a couple of results that they getting games that they really should have won where they've played beneath themselves. I think it's, uh, uh, was it
3: the 4 I think I'm trying, I'm going back because I watched the highlights mm-hmm. the, that they put on YouTube. I think they had a 4 old didn't they, where they looked in? Mm-hmm. Yeah. They,
0: they, are, they've, they have won games 6-0 you know, and 6-2, but they've also had like frustrating 3-2 defeats and things like that. The one of the games I went to was against Stoke, and they actually beat Stoke two one. But Stoke absolutely battered them for mm. seventy five minutes. Um, they they were really they had they, Stoke are quite high up as well, aren't they? Yeah, I, it's a division that I know well because I was the press officer for Doncaster Bells last season, uh, and they were in that division then. They got relegated, but. Um, yeah, it, it's a shame though, as you say, that they they have to effectively pay to play. Um, they are not under the umbrella of Huddersfield Town all the way at time of recording, and uh, and yeah, they don't have a share of the sponsorship. They have to pay for their own away trips. They actually did really well in the cups last season and ended yes. up and ended up making almost no money from it because by the time you've paid for the transport. And, you know, they had a couple of trips to London. Those are overnight stays. That's hotels for everyone. They actually ended up making about... Uh, David Mallon gave me the numbers. It was like a couple of hundred quid that they made as, as profit from getting to the quarterfinals of, of, of two cups, which is crazy. Um, so, yeah, I mean, at that level, third tier of women's football, there really is too little money. Um, so definitely if you search for that um, that GoFundMe page, for town women and if you can put whatever you can onto there it'll go it really does go even if it's only a tenner it really does go a long way in the women's game if you can chip anything in there and obviously uh yeah for uh, for for emeraldford as well yeah, um, best, of luck to yeah best of luck with the with the fundraiser she's she wants to go traveling around the world uh, oh, which maybe. is which is what the money's going towards so
3: mm-hmm. yeah uh, yeah, so if anybody anybody who maybe wants to sponsor them, I think it's David Mallin that you would get in touch with, isn't it? If if you wanted to offer any sponsor, right. player sponsorship, or, that's right. Two hundred and ninety five
0: pounds for the for a season sponsorship. Yeah, um, and, and uh, yeah, if you if you do that, I think you'll be
3: uh, the very active, aren't they, on Instagram and social media? Yes. And your sponsorship, uh, your company appears, don't you, every time that, that that's right mentioned. So uh, it's it's a good price for uh, for some. Uh, for some advertising and, and women's football is a rapidly uh, improving mm-hmm. and rapidly uh, growing game as well isn't it whereby there's a lot of interest yeah. now
0: um, and I know town women are very ambitious if they get promoted uh, which they would have to win the league and then win a playoff to get into uh, into the championship but they're then into you know one, that's the good that's the second tier They'll play, be the West Ham they
3: lost to wasn't it last year and that's the, was it in the cup or they played West Ham in the Ham? cup yeah they played West um, Ham Yeah, uh, the, it's the, those kind of teams that you'd start to come up against them. yeah and, and they are good, you know. Well, oh, that's them. the division that Manu played in last season. Yeah, absolutely, so. and they're very good. So, uh, all the best to uh, Ashley Vickers, and I think we'll, we'll we'll drop in every now and then over the course of the season to to wish them the best of luck. And uh, if any of them ever want to come on the podcast, you are more than welcome, especially Ashley Vickers as well. Who I think he's he's got a really good coaching background, hasn't he? I've noticed as well. He's, yeah. Uh, you know, UEFA licensed and a UEFA licensed goalkeeper coach. So that's obviously of great interest to me because I think I used to, I've told you before, Neil, I used to be a goalkeeper
1: you might have mentioned it <laughs> not sure I believe you right. let's let's
3: go to you Neil so <laughs> you drop
1: your laptop every week <laughs> <laughs> uh, I bet, yeah that is the thud isn't it
0: <laughs> whenever there's a thud that's me smacking his laptop I'm out of practice now <laughs> who's, the, who's the better goal, goalkeeper turned broadcaster you or Matt Glennon uh, 100% Matt Glennon, although... <laughs> it's although, definitely somebody
1: called Matt. <laughs> not that's <whether> true. Although, <laughs> not
3: what I will say is I was very surprised by, you know, we'll move on from the women's singles. Have you seen some of the... I think Matt Glennon's done a, a, an interview recently with, is it uh, a Scottish thing? And he's, he's, he's hammered Lee Clark on there. So I think oh, that... I haven't listened to it fully yet, but if... Uh, when Matt gets unleashed, I, I've, I've heard Matt, when he's been unleashed before, when he's away from Radio leads can be quite... Yeah. Interesting. He's not shy um, with an opinion. No, so if you, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll might retweet that. But apparently, he's, uh, he's quite harsh on Lee Clark. Um, I still um, prefer Phil Senior. and Phil will be coming on, so good lad is Phil. I, I, to be honest, as, as, as like I say, it, you know, it's the goalkeepers' union thing. So there's not really many goalkeepers I dislike at, at Huddersfield. You know, I was quite. Phil was uh, a Curtis, you know, Kirk yeah. Eaton lad, isn't he? So, yeah. you know, we liked Phil. Sainor Phil Senior this. And he, yeah. you know, and, and him and uh, the other lads play for free in that Huddersfield All-Stars, you know, with Jacko and Yorick. Yeah. And you can't dislike anybody who gave up the time to do Absolutely to do not, that. Man. And uh, yeah. the other goalkeeper,
0: I'm trying to remember what the other goalkeeper was called. It was Jacob something... He's, uh, he got released from the youth, but it will be then, Bryce Gofield in twenty years, I suppose. Yeah, but even then, lads, I, I think I
3: think all the goalkeepers at that stage were slight incremental upgrades. Rohubka was, apart from his kicking, was, was quite a decent keeper, and then Matt Glennon was better than Rehubka, But I, I think I think Glennon's uh, argument was that he was uh, he shouldn't have been dropped. But I think Alex Smithies was uh, sorry, Matt, but Alex turned out to be a great great goalkeeper. Amazing <laughs> <laughs> <A national laughs> Football be, Manager. Yeah, he turned out to be a, a good goalkeeper, so I can't argue with it, like, too much. Uh, Neil, do you want to give us a rundown of uh, what's happening in the local
1: community? Yeah. um, Huddersfield Street Kitchen, the the only real news for that is that tonight, um, and I'm not there, so this doesn't sound good, (laughs) but tonight we've actually started doing Wednesday nights. Um, We'll be doing those for the next three or four months while it's horrible weather. Same spot. Same spot. um, The open market behind Tesco's in town centre. So we'll still be there every Sunday, 12 till 3, but every Wednesday night now, 6 till 8. The Wednesday nights, we won't be giving out all the clothes and stuff. It is purely to go down and feed people and and get them warm. We'll have a few bits knocking about if they want sleeping bags and stuff like that. Um, But it's just purely to help people through the the winter struggle, because obviously they're out there seven days a week, not just one. So Mm. try to do a bit there and break it up.
0: What can people do if they want to, to
1: help that effort now? We're on Twitter at UddersfieldST2, um, if you message me on there or on our Facebook page, Uddersfield Street Kitchen, um, if you've got any donations, whether it be clothing, we're desperate for bloke shoes at the moment, bloke shoes and trainers, but not any old, and I sound like a, a real, I don't know. You
0: want to talk to Dave Artrick about want, trainers? You don't want He's got about 40 pairs. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll give you his number. Yeah, d-
1: double it and that's where I am, I'm, I'm a bit of an obsessed i, see, I see your give shoe load, collection. I'll give loads of down there as well. But, He's got like this full walking
3: wardrobe of trims, haven't he, Yeah,
1: sho- shoes are just, it's um, re- obviously the walking around seven days a week, they wear them out. So we are actually going to start putting together some winter packs. Um, so if people want to donate brand new socks, scarves, hats, gloves, that kind of stuff, we're going to be giving these winter packs out starting next month. Um, Andy's Man Club, Just short of 70 there again this week at It's The numbers are just consistently high now, which is, although you can argue it's bad because people need it, it's brilliant because it's there. Um, Still doing great things. They've just been donated um, a new car after the last one went back. They've been given a nice big bright orange Ford Ranger, Mm -hmm. which looks the absolute bee's knees, and a friend of mine, Gaz Hunter, um, who did all the signage for the street kitchen under graphics he has put all the signage all the livery on the on that vehicle today so we'll, I'll put some some pictures up on Twitter and link so he can see that it looks phenomenal and all we ask with obviously the Andy's Man Club stuff is when you see the stuff on Facebook and Twitter like it, share it, retweet it every little retweet that we get if one man sees it, that's what it's all about. At the end of the day, just getting to that one man and people, you just need to realise that by spreading the messages, as far and wide as you do and helping us get that word out, we are genuinely saving lives. It's as simple as that. So keep on sharing and liking and retweeting, please. Okay, I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna throw something in as well. well. Let me just say the car was donated to the Man Club by Mailbox UK. So thank you very much for that. It's uh, phenomenal. Uh, excellent. So, part of our new uh,
3: strategic partnership with Magic Rock as well. Uh, Magic Rock do a lot of work with uh, the Welcome Centre, which is a, a huge uh, food bank in in the north of England. So, if you want, if you want to look at the Welcome Centre, it's the Welcome uh, What they do is they they they're a little bit similar, but they they help local families and individuals in in crises with food, toiletries, other essential items. And what they do is they provide uh, you know guidance and address any un- underlying issues with with what they go on. And last year they gave out uh, over 14,000 crisis packs, which is pretty amazing, uh, which equated to around 239,000 meals across the north, which is, which is fantastic. Uh, one of the largest food banks in the north of England. If you want to donate to uh, the Welcome Centre, the Magic Rock have two blue wheelie bins at the front as you're going around the back. Uh, for anyone who doesn't know where uh, Magic Rock is, it's a Willow Park Business Centre in uh, on Willow Lane, Huddersfield, but it's... It's not too far from B and M towards Berkby. Uh, um, it's it's great as well. It looks like a warehouse when you go to to Magic Rock, uh, and then you kind of go around the corner and it's uh, it all opens up into an outdoors and the, the tap room there's is, is really good and I'm not being paid to say that I do actually rate Magic <laughs> Rock quite quite highly. I'm, I'm a customer before I went in, uh, but yeah, donations of food and goods uh, you can you can drop off at the the blue wheelie bins at uh, the front of of Magic Rock. And again, it's, it's that time of year, Neil, where people are looking at uh, a warm stuff. You know, the coats, I think, is, is mostly what the Welcome Centre are looking for, as yeah. well as tinned foods as well. And and if you do donate tinned food, just, just double-check to make sure it's still in, in date, because yeah. obviously no one wants to get ill today. From
1: it's, even, it's even little stuff, like when you go and do your weekly shopping, just chuck an extra tin of soup in, or a yeah. tin of beans or whatever. You know, it's cost... It doesn't have to be the best brands, do doesn't have to be the most expensive. You know, you can, you can go out and get a tin of soup for 20p. You know, so next and time you're out doing your shopping, you just chuck it in a tin of soapy with twenty p which all it all makes a massive difference.
0: The welcome centre as well is one of the places that um, uh, that the, the donations, the the the, fa- the food bank donations on match days go go there. Yeah. So yeah, as you say, just grab grab something extra, even if it's you know smart price. Yeah. So Tomatoes beans to be, or beans yeah. or whatever, just grab an extra one, take it to the next town game, yeah. just drop it in the bins. Not the bin bins, the, <laughs> the, the blue, collection, bins. the blue bins. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Blue bins. Hi, I'm Sean Jarvis, and my favourite goal has to be from one of my friends, which is Tony Carls. and of course that left
3: guys let's move on to uh, our second topic of the evening it's the edt team so last week one of uh, our regulars uh, at cup plate cake uh, john smith um, i'm still positive that's not his real name uh, but he he wanted us to talk a little bit about what, the,
1: john smith or cup plate cake
3: I, I think cup plate cake's more likely than john smith to, <laughs> to be honest. but um the the edt team he wanted to
0: talk specifically more the about League the development Academy. team team
3: yeah, the EDT. Yeah,
0: it's true. yeah. <laughs> the EDT. I'm not, I'm not going to cut that. <laughs> Just out. knowing knowing John, he will appreciate me saying that.
3: <laughs> That's fine. Uh, yes, EDT, Elite Development Team. So he he wanted us to talk more about the academy in general, but I think what we might try and do is do more of an academy special with uh, with a guest at some point. So we'll, we'll probably hold fire on on that. So what would what would be quite fun to do? So with the recent successes of Louis O'Brien, Jaden Brown, Ryan Schofield, I know Jaden Brown. Uh, was uh, signed and then went out on loan. So he's not technically an EDT. He he has played a handful of games, so uh, you you can kind of throw him in there. And Ryan Schofield, who's been at the club since he was about nine years old, or even probably even younger. Um, I thought it'd be interesting if we take a look at who else that we we may expect to come through from the EDT ranks. Uh, Usually what we get, uh, we sometimes get uh, direct messages from, from accounts on Twitter that, Kind of say, do you mind retweeting this and, and and whatnot and and usually me being the ambivalent chap I am, I go yeah yeah okay no problem. And one that asked for a retweet th- this week was one called uh, Mazzala Scout. Uh, yeah. Mazzala is a very hipster term for a, a midfielder. Uh, I think it's a midfielder who plays between the lines, isn't it? Between a wide uh, and central football manager speak. <laughs> I think. Uh, so they they actually asked for a, a tweet about some stats and I actually looked at it and thought you oh, know these are quite interesting these so. Uh, probably worth a worth a follow, actually Mazala Scout at the moment. Uh, they they mentioned seven players who featured for us at Barnsley uh, were under twenty-three, five starters and two substitutes, which is something to be honest, I didn't really realise it was that that much. Two yeah. of them two of them we don't actually own, but still it's good to see young players get Chabara and Gribarra. and chalaba yeah. yeah. So they're both twenty. 20 so Jaden Brown's twenty, Bakuna's twenty two uh, Lewis O'Brien, 21, Carlin Grant, 22, and Adam Adi who's, it's easy to forget, Adam Adi still yeah. only 23 years of age. So D- Dean Whitehead's uh, side has seen some impressive results uh, lately, uh, mainly, I think, due to the form probably of Josh Karoma and, and Reese Brown has been uh, smashing it a little bit for them as well. So in in October, they've beaten Halifax 4-1, Rangers 5-1, and, and Rangers, at the start of the summer, gave us an absolute smashing. I think they put 10 pastors in a friendly in over the summer. And then Crawley were beaten 7-2 as well in an EDT game. Uh, and the uh, under eighteen slash under-17s out there, really. They're uh, continuing in the Youth Alliance Cup as well. So there are a number of uh, good results starting to happen. I know it's not all about results on the field. It's more so about development. And I think this new setup, one thing that this new setup does is it allows for more personal and player development rather than just a results oriented business which a lot of a lot of clubs are sort of too focused on results i find uh, especially at youth level. Uh, so we'll talk about some some possibilities. Um Dehaney is he made his first start for Boston the other night yeah. a, a 2-1 loss to York but it's good to see uh, D'Amico get on the field. He's he's one that will be interesting i think over the next 6 months. Uh Dom Tier as well, uh Harrogate lad. Um released by Leeds when he was younger, picked up by Town at under 14 from Harrogate Railway. I think we brought three in from Harrogate Railway at that moment in time. There was a striker, I think his surname was Ibrahim, who ended up going to Leeds, and uh, a defender as well, who, who didn't sadly didn't make it as far as Dom Tier. But he's on loan at Gateshead at the minute in the National League. He's made uh, nine appearances, uh, one goal, two assists. Really good, hard-working player is, is Dom Tier, uh, And Stephen, another player out on loan that you're a big
0: fan of is Romani Edmonds Green as well. Yeah, uh, play with a massive future. I think um, just a, a very composed defender uh, reads the game really well. Incredibly quick. Played a few games in in season and was was excellent. Um, and played against Lincoln, of course, um, early this season with with Jan Stankovic, which was a game where I think only he and Ryan Schofield really emerged just, just with any credit. Although Ryan Schofield he was our best player on night, best outfield yeah. player. Well, yeah, a long way. yeah. Um, Dave Hartrick is a massive fan of Ramani, mm. um, and yeah, good lad as well. That, that's the other thing with a lot of these players that are coming through. You talk to Lewis O'Brien, Ryan Schofield, Ben Jackson; they're all got their head screwed on. Like they, they just seem like good lads mm. who who understand that they're in quite a privileged position and understand that that you know, they're doing a job that a lot of people would love to do and speak very well and come across like just genuinely good lads, which is, I I know that they do spend a lot of time looking into the character of the players that they sign, And uh, yeah, you you can see that that's, that's coming off when you look at how the likes of Lewis O'Brien and Jaden Brown are doing in the first team now.
3: Okay. So um, there's a couple of under 19s as well that which, you know, there's little flashes. So I, I, tend to uh, not go to as many games as what I used to do. Um, I've got my own little little footballer now, so he's uh, my time's a little bit uh, limited in terms of that. But we still always try and watch the games where they streamed and the highlights. And there's a couple of players, probably. Danny Cowley, Neil uh, mentioned Josh Osterfield uh, recently as well. Um, he's a midfielder, that seems to be coming through. And, and, and Danny Cowley's quite quite keen on him and Kian Harrett as Been well. Been going
1: about them both, hasn't he? Yeah. Which is... You don't really get that either. They don't normally start naming these younger players, and it can be sort of seen as putting a bit of pressure on them. But yeah. I think he clearly thinks that these two are at some point. I, I, I think it's one of those where I think at some point this season you probably see them getting minutes on the bench, not necessarily getting minutes on the pitch, but you know, just, just being just, in, around, just being yeah. in, in amongst the eighteen, um, which will do world of good or. Alternatively, they'll get sent out for, for first team football. I know a few people have sort of been decrying the the loan out to Boston for Dehaney, but it's about going out and playing man's football and it in well, football at least. The, th- the other thing with Dehaney
0: is that he, he's had a lot of injuries, yeah. and I think they, they see as much as anything else just the chance to play yeah. competitive football regularly. Yeah. Uh, the other thing is. It's a trust as, well. It, as well. Yeah, exactly. Well, the, the counties have talked about they know. They've, played, they've managed in every division down to the ninth tier. Yeah. And they said they know how hard those divisions are. Yeah. They know the clubs. They've got good connections. And they say it is about finding the right club for the right player at yeah. the right time. Uh, and they did say that in D'Amico De Haney's case, it was a, a matter of getting the fitness into him, getting playing regularly. Um, I mean, Romani Edmonds-Green was, was at breakouts yeah. last season. And he says that, that playing that physical game is is nothing like what you get at the under-23s. Um, and It's men's football. Yeah, exactly. It, and it,
1: it means, you know, that they're out playing for points, whatever level it is, they're out there playing for three points on a Saturday afternoon. Yeah. And you can't replicate that with under-23, under-21 football. You just yeah. can't do that some others that I think Matt I don't know if you were going to come on to them but Matty Daly I know that
0: they're a big big fan of, of Matty he's Daly got an
3: amazing goal didn't he the other day Yeah you threw a good chip from Box outstanding 18 year old playmaker
0: got a couple of games in the Premier League last season I know that, that they are big fans of him but it's obviously not the time now to throw in an 18 year old no. um, but he uh, and we'll he's off, yeah. he's another one who towards the end of the season maybe you might particularly if Town get to a position where they're safe or next to safe by the end of March you yeah, might yeah. see him get a couple of starts towards the end of the season it be suggest. interesting if we see that and then that all of a sudden that problem number 8 position may be sold you know you never
3: know do you with where that happens another player Neil that made a few appearances at the end of last year and you quite liked him was Aaron Rowe as yeah. well uh, quite quick quite pacey couple of skills he's, he's another one you know they've all got a chance haven't they it's it's mostly up to them uh, with what they're going to do with with this opportunity and uh, Jacob Chapman looks quite yeah. a decent prospect. The we don't want to put
1: too much pressure on him, do we? But, no. But the likes of Aaron Rowe, um, I think one of the reasons we got so excited last season is because he was a breath of fresh air in mm. amongst the horribleness that was going on around us. Everything about it was stinking place out and then you get little players like him coming in and giving it some. Giving it some yeah, fearless and uh, you know showed us that there's a, there's a future there for him. I think a lot of us were surprised that he's actually not Seen anything much pre season? I mean.
0: He's another one who had a couple of injuries, I think. Yeah. Aaron Rowe, yeah,
1: because yeah. he did well. He actually he actually played out of position away at Doncaster pre yeah. season. But well, that, that, that's, that's the other season, thing yeah. is that
0: he plays a position where probably the position where town had the most competition yeah. at the start More of the year. It, yeah. He was always going to struggle to to get, but Kelly has said that he wants to get loans for as many of these players as possible yeah. for the reasons we discussed. Absolutely, yeah, you, no, you just can't, can't that's replicate what it's about. You can't uh, another player I quite like
3: is
1: Scott
0: High, I think. He's, he's yeah. quite a nice technical player, Co- is, is Scott High. He's the Academy Player of the Year last year, wasn't he? And he's mm. captain of the, of the EDT, I believe. Is yeah.
1: Harrett the one who would just score the goal? Yes. Of gold, ha- H- 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 Harrett scored to.
0: almost a goal a game for the under-17s yeah. and then went up to the under-19s and got was scoring in there in the as game, well. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, released
3: by Barnsley for being too small. Uh, town
0: picked him up and it he's is, grown. It's a, it's a policy that they've got because what you often see is... Um, there is a massive bias in football towards players who were born early in school September, years. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, September, October. And Town try to ignore that as much as they can, and they actually have a, a policy of actually looking for a, for those players who were born sort of June, July, August, mm. who other clubs might not consider. Yeah. Cause they um, catch up eventually. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, and they they always shift. The, they they look to shift the cut off ages every couple of years as well to make sure that they're not letting people fall through the cracks for yeah. those reasons.
3: Uh, one one player which is which which interests me a little bit is uh, we go back down to sort of the under seventeens and we won't go too much into that because they've got a long way to to go. But Luke Daly was signed from Port Vale and one mm. of the local newspapers compared him to a cross between Leroy Sane and Ryan Giggs, which is big praise. <laughs> uh, Liverpool wanted him. Uh, apparently, he chose to come to Huddersfield over Liverpool because the the pathway seemed yeah. uh, more clear. Uh, Huddersfield are playing him left back, Stephen. Which is which is an interesting, an interesting one, Leroy Sane at left back. <laughs> but it, it's something that they do, isn't it? They they tend to shift them around a little bit to learn
0: other roles, and and maybe I think maybe they've
3: seen something there with with Luke Daly. And well. I, I
0: think comparisons like that can be, you know, <laughs> um, a little bit trumped up, shall we say? But I mean, it's clear that Town need a left back. It could be that if he really is that much of a talent. They might be trying to accelerate it so that he's in contention next year, and there are a lot of wingers that come through at, at fullback as well. Dylan um, Brown's a former striker as well, so he's yeah. You know, it's it's full of it's full of that. And well, t- new new town winger Flo Haddish, you know. <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> Neil's, Neil's face has dropped a little bit. Yeah, there. that's uh, that's uh, what I was laughing at. Yeah, Neil's not looking at Twitter right now. Uh, yeah there's some other good players in the Interceptions who, who may stand a chance but it's a long way off so with Diara Diaby Midgley as well Ben Midgley the captain as well has got a uh, got a chance and, and definitely we'd like to wish them all the best of luck because there's no there's no greater feeling Neil is there when uh, a player from the local area comes through the academy like Ryan Schofield and you know he's, it feels like one of us
1: or one of you know one of your mates has made it we love it don't we yeah. I think I think most football fans in country love seeing as Fraser Campbell gets now he's one of our own you yeah know, and it's mm. It's took Fraser <laughs> Campbell 20 years to get back to us But, yeah. you know, you do like to see your own players in there. But I think also, it also reinforces the fact that it's going to get to January soon and people are going to want time throwing out millions here and millions there and millions everywhere else. But it shows you that you don't have to spend millions because you look at all our players who are succeeding, have lifted us where we are at the moment. Carlin Grant, less than 2 million. Simpson, free. You know, it's Bakuna, not a lot of money. Yeah, Campbell free. Campbell free. Grabara, loan. Jaden Brown free. It's all, you know, you, you don't have to spend... Elphick free. Exactly. You, you don't have to spend absolute fortunes to get players. It's about getting the right players. Just be clever, but just not too clever sometimes, yeah. I think is, is what we're looking for. But
3: yeah, good luck to all the to the young lads. Definitely, it's, it's something when... I remember following Huddersfield around when John Worthington was captain and I played in the same school team as 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 him once or twice. He was he was too good for our school team, so Huddersfield didn't let him play that much. But he, he stepped up and played and he was it's one of those things where John Worthington said before in private that he all he had was a big tackle, you know what I mean? But when Excuse when, me <laughs> But he was you yeah. know, challenge we'll say. Uh, but when when you see them play up close they they are absolute next level and he, he was i remember him getting the ball as a as a 15 year old playing in a six form team at Wycliffe mount and he, he turned and ran at the defense and it was just something that you don't see this turn you know this pirouette and turn and he was off and it was just all done fast in a flash and sometimes you can see you know those who stand out a level and especially if they come from gumusson like you did and and everybody you know it's, it's, it's great to get behind and hopefully a lot of these lads lads make it through so We'll have a look. We had a couple on, on Twitter. Uh, John Smith, speaker of the devil, Cup Lake Cake, uh, says uh, Matty Daly, uh, who can who he'd like to see on a six-month loan. And uh, Simon Copeland has thrown in Rhys Brown. Reese Brown's yeah. obviously 23, uh, yeah. you know, but he's on the fringes, is Reese Brown, and he hopes the FA Cup presents an opportunity for Reese Brown, Josh Caroma, and Matty Daly uh, if they're not playing the trade on loan as well. I, I think Caroma will be gone
1: on loan from what they've... What yeah, about last week I, again, as many as they can get
0: out. I think yeah. but you have to remember, Carone has come up from National League. It's a yeah. big step, and and I know Reese Brown is twenty three. The thing I would say with him is he he lost a couple of years of his development through his own issues. Yeah. He had some attitude problems. They couldn't get him into the gym at Birmingham and things like that. Um, by all accounts, those those days are well past him. That move to Forest Green did in the world of good, but but yeah, it's the but, vegan diet, <laughs> yeah, but but yeah, but. It's worked on memory with him. He is 23, but he's probably at the stage, of the, probably a similar stage of development to a player who's 20 or
4: 21.
3: Mm. Uh, right, yeah. So Twitter's just full of uh, full of opinion, and Coroma seems to be the, the outstanding theme. So uh, we'll move on to uh, those were the days.
2: Now Darren Bullock, it's the last penalty,
3: and if he scores from this, they are through to the final.
2: Hammersfield, are there? Darren Mullock is the hero. In goes Robbins. Coming from the free kick. Taken short to Brown. And Robbins making a dart across the face of the defenders. A perfect header. Brown gets a flick fletcher! The goal, Chris Billy Huddersfield, town The most famous goal of Chris Billy's life.
3: So those were the days. Uh, we're looking at this seventy-nine eighty season and 94-95. So uh, 79-80 Huddersfield uh, in October put quite a decent run together. Neil, this is one thing that I'm looking at the results, which I always found strange looking at sort of older football scores. Uh, Huddersfield lost uh, 3-1 at home to Portsmouth on the 13th of October 1979 but in a crowd of like 16,500. And the previous game was uh, at home against Wigan, which was 7,800. So it's like almost like doubled. Um, <laughs> and then the previous parts, one parts to that... the
1: promotion challenges with the zone. People did yeah. tend to just turn up for and Wigan's big
3: w- games. Wigan's
0: and always been a rugby town as well, even yeah. in the Premier League. They yeah, never and sold crew,
3: out. crew were up there as well. Before that was like 5,500. It, it always amazes me when you see kind of like those kind of things developing a little bit as well. So Huddersfield over that time put a a good run together in October, uh, beating Crew, Peterborough, Wigan, and Bournemouth, but losing to rivals Portsmouth. And in 94-95, there was a a bit of a a game against Crew Alexandria, which you might remember. Martin Booty played for Crew in this game. is a a name we probably won't remember with much fondness. But a three-all draw at Crew on the 22nd of October 1994, with goals from Jepson, Billy and Booth, and for some reason I've got the highlights of that game imprinted in my in my head as well. Uh, two players we'll, we'll pick out, I'm not even going to consult the magic book for this, but Keith Hanvey was one, uh, we're going to look at sort of centre-back partners. Keith Hanvey, uh, Neil, can you remember much about old Keith back in the day, I know he came back to Huddersfield as a... a thick blonde man.
1: A thick blonde man. <laughs> a thick blonde man, he really thick blonde hair. Yeah. Um, not exactly quick, shall we say? But it was uh, Dave Sutton's partner.
3: And Dave mostly. Sutton's the one we covered last yeah. week. We also covered uh, Pat Scully last he week. Actually and
1: went on to work for Leeds as commercial director, something like that. I think. Yeah, as a compare, I yeah. think the, the book
3: says he's a, as a compare runs his own uh, runs his own commercial firm. At least in it was Pat Scully's partner. I remember, least in it very much a no nonsense kind of defender went on to to manage in non-league. He did a, did a good job at Bradford Park Avenue, and and Town had his. His son as well, Jordan, uh at, at Huddersfield as well. Jordan always looked like a nice player who looked like he was gonna make it, but sadly just fell a little bit short, didn't he? Yeah. And uh, but yeah, Lee Sinnett, good solid centre half signed from Bradford City for around one hundred and fifty thousand. Play for playing in the top flight for
1: Christmas. He signed the same day as well. days Lee Ducks and Gray Mitchell went all the way. It's a good uh, good Christmas present for remember that yeah. back
3: in ninety four, especially when you knew a few a uh, few Bradford fans like we did. See then they were
2: But Leeds are it straight to Moy again, who shoots. What a goal, Aaron Moy! An absolute thunderbolt delivered all the way from Australia!
3: Right, we'll come on to our last topic, which is um, the next six games. So usually we look forward to the game ahead, but I thought what was quite interesting, guys, is we had um, the form tables published over the weekend, and I think the, the standout bit from the form table was Huddersfield Town sit at the very, very top with mm. three wins, three draws, uh, plus five goal difference at 12 points, which is one point more than Brentford, Fulham, West Brom and Sheffield Wednesday uh, have. Uh, nice surprise, this and good to see that the Cowleys are getting a little bit of consistency, especially considering where we've, where we've come from.
1: To be honest, I'm not surprised with the Cowleys because they're just they're efficient out there. They know what they're doing. They they laid the plans out apparently on the training ground. It's very very clear of what they are doing. Everyone knows the job. Everyone knows the ne- the person next to him's job and the person next to him's job. And I'm, I'm I'm not surprised with the run of form we've gone on. To be honest, I would say, Matt, have you got the
0: the phone table there in front of you? I only have the top six. Right. I was going to say because if you <laughs> if you look at the other end of that. Just to, not to bring it down too much, no, I'm going to play, play the cosy role. No, it's right. But if we, if you look at the other end of that table, it is Blackburn and Barnsley and it Middlesbrough. Is, yeah. It's the teams that they've just played, the it last is, six yeah. that they've just played, a lot of them. But it's a very different prospect the next six, isn't it?
3: Yeah. So we've got coming up, we've got Brentford on Saturday, uh, a sellout away end, which is, which is fantastic. Um, Coddisfield Town's London branch selling out and uh, a lot travelling down for the last game. I think it's because it's it part game
1: at Griffin Park, isn't
3: it? It in it its And then the week after we've got Preston North End away. We Preston never
1: get over Preston but Preston Preston's at second.
3: <laughs> uh, I, amazingly, Leeds United used to get everything at Preston when Simon Grayson was manager. That's uh, an interesting <laughs> record you should look up. Uh, Birmingham City at home uh, follows on the 23rd after the international break. Uh, Birmingham, Birmingham surprisingly up there. They're up in 11th. 11th. I think a lot yeah. of people thought they'd be relegation material but they seem to be they might be yeah. they, they might yeah, the championship, guess, yeah. they're, they're moving on quite nicely but uh, the rumours that they might have money to spend as well coming up in, in January which is uh, a bit of a change for where they've been over the well, last well they've had a chance embargo, haven't they yeah so that's uh, an interesting one money to spend pinch of salt and then Swansea at home on a Tuesday night which mm. for me I look at this and I've, I've seen Swansea have kind of tailed a little bit and I think I'm hoping that they're maybe in a false position and Swansea might be a game we can take. Uh, but they seem to be just starting to um, realign, although they've got a good result against against Cardiff as well, who were also a little bit inconsistent. And then a ridiculous price of 30-odd quid at Ashton Gate for Bristol City, which is very harsh uh, coming in the run-up to Christmas. 30, 32, 33 quid, Neil, to go away to Bristol City. I'm not
1: paying that for going out of Bristol. No chance.
3: And then uh, we round up that six-game, uh, six-game spree with a, a home derby against the uh, the Chesties down at uh, John Smith Stadium uh, before a, a Tuesday night game against Charlton to round up a, yeah. a seven there because Charlton are up there as well. So uh, it, it's it's a tough run. And do you think this could be a defining period? You know, in terms of the recovery, or do you think that maybe that's a bit over-egging the next six games a little
1: bit? It's championship in it. I'll tell you in six games' time. There's, there's absolutely no way, if you'd have asked us the next six results, six games ago, who's coming out with three wins and three draws? Yeah. Probably very few. And I think there's been a mixed reaction to this. Some people saying we'll be looking to get a win and a draw. Other people saying Bring it on. they'll be happy with 12 points. i tell you what, I'll be delighted with 12 points out of those oh, six. Yeah, I mean, Do you think
3: if we'd have had this run uh, like three weeks ago, we'd be looking at this the same way? No. Because <laughs> I think now we're looking at this and we're going, oh, no, we could beat them. We could possibly beat them.
0: and Yeah. It's we
1: better can than, beat any of them. Yeah. Yeah, if they, there's absolutely no doubt we it, can beat any of them. But if somebody offered me eight points, now I'd take that. Yeah, exactly. Off.
0: If they get more than a point a game out of this run of seven games, then, then I think that's pretty good going. Um, the other thing, and I wrote a piece about this today, um, is it might actually suit Huddersfield to play against teams that are that are looking to take the game to them and that aren't because they've just played again they've just played against a few teams that will have been looking to to negate town strengths yeah. whereas they're now going into runner games against teams that are going to look to do their own thing And if you, the reason I was looking at all those goals they scored for the Cowleys is because I wanted to to see to sort of prove this point which is seven of the eleven goals they scored have been moves that started in town zone half. So if they're playing against teams that are coming onto town, yeah, there's space. If the they get opportunity, yeah. Against. If they can, if that defense can stay solid, and it is a big if because you know they chip four to West Brom, and you know, but they have had three clean sheets in the last four games, is it? Yeah. Um, if that defense can stay solid, then they have real threat on the counter attack, and they might actually, given how ponderous they are with the ball. At their feet, they might actually; those games might actually suit them quite well. I'm not not saying that they're going to get, you know, uh twelve points out of it like they did in from the last six, but I wouldn't be that surprised if they did get.
1: When you've got players like Carlin Grant in your team, and go back to him again, you've always got a chance in this yeah. league because he's going to get a few goals in those games. Yeah, that's what he does. Yeah, I think
3: eight points is probably a good two wins, two draws, two losses would be. Yeah. I think that represents that now, yeah. I think that represents a good uh, a good period and a good turnover, especially from where we've been. And it keeps the momentum going. Because essentially what we want to see is eventually close that gap on that top eleven, twelve. Yeah.
0: I did work out that if they spend the rest of the season going win draw loss, win draw loss, um, they would finish about sixteenth. Which so which I think a few weeks decent. ago would be quite
1: happy with. Yeah,
3: exactly. You? On there. So that's uh, that's it, anybody, so we don't really, so Neil, you don't fear anybody coming up in this in this specific run, no, really?
1: No, um, no not, not since they used to have taken over, I don't think, it, they don't fear anybody, why should we? Mm-hmm. we and we have, like I said, we have got arguably the best striker in the division.
3: Uh, Brentford seems to be coming back into a little bit of form, Stephen, mm-hmm. so... Um, Ben Rama is, is a player in particular who is really sort of turning turning heads uh, in it, the in the, the championship. Ollie yeah, yeah, uh, and Ollie Watkins level with Grant in yeah. the goal scoring table. Yeah, yeah. They seem to, he's moved central,
0: hasn't he? Recently, yeah. his, his pace is is quite frightening. Well, Brentford's last three, they've won all three and scored three in all of them. Mm. So, yeah, that they start, they were when we did the preseason. I think a lot, of, a couple of us tipped them to be going up, and they had a bad start, but they seem yeah, to be. They seem to be yeah, hitting their perhaps, str- yeah. the, they seem to be hitting their stride a bit now. They're they're a bit fragile at the back at times, which is again why I think it might be a game that suits town in some ways, but Brentford are odds on favourites. Yeah. So to get a bit any away point in the championship is good. So yeah. if they can get a
1: point out of that game, that I'd be quite happy. With even that. even. you two points out of these next two. Samples. Yeah, Preston yeah. are, up, are up there in
3: second, and they've got a couple of good players. Tom Barkley's and got in the the ch- team of the month for October, and he's a yeah. player who's really developed over the yeah. last few years. And Daniel jo- it's Daniel Johnson, isn't it? The central yeah. midfielder who's, yeah who looks to be to have kicked on as well. So I think if there's one team apart from us that I would like to get promoted from the championship, it would be Preston. They're just one of those teams who've not not done anything for it. it remind me of us, do you know, where we haven't been in the top yeah. flight for forty odd years. We never get
1: out of Preston. I've had so many wasted <laughs> trips there. So I, I don't care if they don't go. And to uh, win the money in a way, yeah.
3: <laughs> That aside, that that sort of bitterness aside about never getting anything <laughs> at Preston, uh, they're one of these teams. Oh, that be a reason why I get rid of them. In it, I, <laughs> I, I, they're one of these teams because they've, I don't think they've been in the top flight since the fifties. So mm. I think it's their time, and then they're just one of those teams where I just think yeah you know it's your time and it'd be oh, great manager. to see them go they, great manager they, they
0: didn't they have like around the sort of the turn of the millennium they would they seem to finish third or fourth every year yeah, their like, record in the playoffs is absolutely uh, shocking graham
3: alexander chris Liketty didn't they around yeah. the time and a few other sort of hard-working players and it just didn't didn't happen never for happened them. for them yeah yeah but who knows maybe this year is their year and uh if they go up i'd certainly be quite pleased for them and uh, it means Neil that we don't have to go there again next season True. if we didn't follow them so True. Uh, although talking. saying
1: that Preston was one of the best games at promotion season at home yes yeah. yeah, yeah. the
3: yeah. Uh, the free kick we did, the penalty we got was definitely uh, an interesting one yeah. from, from Jordan Hugo but but that's it so I'll, I'll read out some of the 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 Twitter comments yeah so it was so a few few um a few that we had Simon Copland do Who another one who who spurned the opportunity to be on here tonight because he's he's working in London? Is Simon? So I'm sure he's listening. So seventh choice. (laughs) All the best, Simon. Uh, his optimistic hat on, he says six points from the next two home games and two points on the road, so eight points. So he, he agrees with us, so it's a good job he's not here because it it'd be all well, right we bottom, it? So, we
0: came up with that independently <laughs> as well. We haven't even read that.
3: Yeah, Joseph McGregor, one of our uh, listeners in America. Um, always good to hear from Joseph, and he looks, like, he looks a little bit like Michael McIntyre as well. He's probably someone who wouldn't get that reference, but uh, Google that one, Joseph. Um, not sure it's the acid test because the Cowleys are working on a project that is going to take much longer than the stretch of games they've been here for. Uh, more of a measurement than a test and I think that's a good way of, of looking at that as well mm-hmm. uh, and uh, he thinks they've kept their unbeaten run um, Oliver as well says six is a decent result uh, Chris Carter our, uh, our new musician um, is looking at uh, one win and three draws which uh, would give us six points um, but Brentford he says we could possibly get a point there as well and Swansea a win uh, and uh, the majority here from Alan Allen Lee HTFC Dukes Craig Blythe and uh, They'll go for six points. Andrew Brown goes for eight. Richard Farron six. Uh, Baggy Penguins a little bit more optimistic though. He said he could go for for ten points. So uh, he's uh, he's definitely living the the, the Cowley dream at the minute. So and, and so is Wayne Lockwood. So he's uh, ten points as well. So thank you for everyone who's who's uh, who's got in uh, in touch with us on this one. And uh, Tom Finnegan uh, has, has sort of said he'd he'd like to uh, uh, to have uh, to be good to play some better opponents. And then one of his league mates is. Uh, has jumped in and it's going to end in a scrap by the looks of things, which is uh, all fun and games. So uh, thanks to everyone for getting in touch apart from uh, Alex there and uh, interesting times coming up over the next six games. Right. I think that wraps up a, another episode of Andy takes that chance. So what we'll do is we'll, we'll go out with uh, a little bit of music again from our new uh, Andy takes that chance musician, Chris Carter. So thank you very much for everybody for getting in touch and uh, thank you again to, everybody for sending in your questions and your tweets and uh, we really appreciate all the, uh, the feedback that we get so uh, thank you very much and, and here's hopefully to uh, some success over the next few weeks
2: oh, what a night.